We were looking at recognising voices. Apparently, Morgan Freeman is the most recognised voice on the planet. And what was quite interesting was out of all the people, Morgan Freeman was the one that people weren't too sure about. But apparently, Morgan Freeman, his voice is one of the most recognised and most loved voices on the planet, apparently. Well, there we go. So in today's service, uh, we're going to be looking at uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3. And that is the story of when God spoke to Samuel. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Sorry. Uh, is, <laughs> sneak preview there. Is when God spoke uh, to Samuel. And Samuel had never audibly heard the voice of God before. So in today's service, we're going to be asking two questions. The first one is, who does God speak to? Who does God speak to? And John um, kind of mentioned a little bit at the, at the start of service. Let's see who was listening. And then the second question is, how do we listen to the voice of God? How do we listen to the voice of God? So to hear something or to hear someone, you've got to be listening. Correct? Correct. So a question to start, what type of listener are you? Do you find it easy to listen to people? Do you find it hard to listen to people? I said, do you find it easy to listen to people? No, just... <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? And there's a number of different uh, types of listening. Would I be able to get my talk up first off, if that's okay? <laughs> Hello, I'm Samuel. Samuel was the son of Hannah. Okay, we'll play this first. Hi, Samuel. Hannah prayed for God to give her a son, and God did so. Hannah gave Samuel back to God. Bye, Samuel. Bye, Mum. Samuel grew up in the temple, serving under Eli the priest. Wait, hello, Samuel. As Samuel grew up, he learned how to serve God from Eli. Samuel lived in the house of God, but he did not know God or know what God's voice sounded like. In those days, messages from God were rare, but one night after Eli had gone to bed, Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle when suddenly God spoke out. Samuel! Samuel! Oh. Samuel got up and ran to Eli and said, Eli! Eli! Did you call me Eli? Me? No, no, no. Go back to bed. Okay. So Samuel did. Then God called out again. Samuel! Samuel! Samuel got up and ran to Eli saying, did you call me? Eli! Eli, did you call me? No! I did not call you. Go back to me. God called Samuel for a third. Samuel! And Samuel went to Eli yet again. After three times, Eli realized that God was trying to speak to Samuel. I feel that God may want to speak to Samuel. So Eli taught Samuel to say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Samuel went back to bed and God called as before. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel said, Speak, Lord, I am listening as your servant. God told Samuel many things about what would happen to Israel. As Samuel grew up, God was with Samuel, and everything God spoke through Samuel came true. Samuel was seen as a great prophet of God because he could hear the voice of God, and he listened when God spoke to him. Yay!
Fantastic. Can we give our encounter youth a round of applause for that? Brilliant. So, uh, what type of listener are you? Do you find it hard to listen? So, do you um, put yourself into one of these categories? The first one being the fake listener. You sound like you're listening because you're replying and going, hmm, yeah, absolutely. Oh, no. Oh, that's a shame. But really, your mind is somewhere else. I'll be honest, I was a fake listener last night. I was watching the Manchester United game on my mobile phone while getting ready uh, to go out. And Rachel was talking to me, chatting away, and I was like, hmm, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a shame. And she stopped me right in my tracks and said, you're not listening to me, are you? I wasn't. (laughs) Are you the multitasker? You're kind of listening, but also you're doing something else at the same time. Maybe you're cleaning up or doing something worthwhile, but you're doing that at the same time. Are you the speedy listener? Go, you've got two minutes. Just just tell me what you need to say. I've got to get off somewhere else. I've got a meeting. I've got something else to go to. Go. Are you the fix-it listener? I don't know who the me, me, me listener is. Uh, the fix-it listener. Uh, are you someone that wants to listen, but you want to listen because you're trying to help them, which is, in itself, is a good thing, you know, wanting to help people, wanting to um, find uh, answers to help them. But actually, the question is, are you a listener? Do we really listen? When people speak to us, do we really listen? And what is it like with you when it comes to listening to God? You know, are we one of those people where we we pretend like we're listening to God or we give him 20 seconds of our time? Or we're saying, right, God, you need to do this, this, this and this and almost like a a Santa list to God. You know, are we taking times to really listen to the voice of God? You know, in a time we say say at the moment, 2018, it's one of the busiest, one of the most distracted um, uh, times ever. How are we finding time to listen to the voice of God? So I'll just let you ponder on that one as we continue. So as we've already seen, um, we are looking at 1 Samuel chapter 3. And it's a story uh, that some people might know quite well. It's the first time that Samuel audibly heard the voice of God. Uh, Just for a bit of background information, in case you're not too sure. So Samuel's mother was somebody called Hannah. And Hannah was barren, which basically means that she couldn't have children. And she prayed that God would give her a son. And in exchange, Hannah promised to God that she, that he, that she would dedicate her firstborn Samuel to God. And amazingly, uh, Hannah gave birth and called her son Samuel. And Samuel means God has heard. So Samuel went and served under a priest at the time that lived in the temple called Eli. So Eli wasn't Samuel's father. So when you read in the passage and you might hear them say son and father, it's not like father and son as we know it. It's more like a respectable term. Samuel wasn't his father, but it was somebody that Samuel would have learned from, who would have taught him um, and would have grown up uh, hearing about God and uh, learning from the scriptures. And so we've already watched uh, 1 Samuel 3 verse 1. But I'm just going to quickly read 1 Samuel 3 verse 1. I, I don't actually have it in the, if somebody could shout out the page in the Church Bible, Hannah. Sorry? 261. So if you want to turn to it in your Bibles with us, it's 261, if you've got the Church Bibles with you. 
Okay, so the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other, as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At the time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His his sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision. But Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, here I am. Eli asked, what was it he said to you? Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, he is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up and let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. So there's so much that we could draw out of that story. There's so much um, direction that we could look in. But I just wanted to focus on two uh, things today, if that's okay. And the first one is the idea, as John's already mentioned right at the start, is that God speaks. God speaks. He speaks through creation. He speaks through people. He speaks primarily through his word. God speaks. And he continues today to speak to us if we're willing to listen. And he speaks to young and he speaks to old. He speaks to those that have been on their journey with God for absolute years. But he also speaks to those that are kind of maybe just finding their feet in their faith as well. You know, whether you're new to your faith, whether you're going through a difficult situation, whether you're not too sure, God does speak. 
However, it's really important to note uh, here that in, in this passage for Samuel, this was a very specific call from God. In verse 1, note it says uh, that the words of the Lord were rare at this time. Uh, and that can also be translated as precious. This was a precious moment in the outworking of God's uh, plans for Israel. It was a specific call uh, for a specific person at a specific time with a specific prophetic word. God would be calling Samuel to role not as a priest like Eli that he was serving under, but actually as a prophet. So when we're reading this, if you're sat here thinking, I've never audibly heard the voice of God, there's something wrong with me, why have I never heard it? Just just be aware that this was a specific call. There isn't anything wrong. So from the start, I just want to make it very clear, I believe that the primarily way the the primary way that God speaks to us is through His Word, through the Bible. And that we receive uh, illumination of this through the work of the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 4 verse 12, for the word of God is living and active. But I'm not in any way discounting that God can speak to us through other ways, such as prophetic words, through other people, through prayer, through creation, through pictures, through words of knowledge. But God will never, ever, ever lead us in a way that contradicts what it says in his word. Now, I'd love to say that daily God speaks to me audibly. But sadly, that's not the case. I'd be quite interested to know, can you just put your hands up if you've audibly heard the voice of God? Brilliant. Brilliant. Handful. You know, some people will, and I do believe that God can audibly speak to us. But actually, I want to just encourage you that God can speak to us through different ways. And again, when I'm talking today, I'm not specifically saying uh, just about God speaking audibly. He speaks to us in a number of different ways. But I want to focus as well on who in this passage God speaks to. It's Samuel. Samuel was a 12-year-old boy. And God uses a child, a 12-year-old, to do his will, to do his purpose. And for those of you that have been coming to Lynn Baptist Church for a while will know that um, I'm very passionate about encouraging our children and encouraging our young people um, in growing in their faith from hearing from God by hearing the voice of a child. And I massively believe that God can and does and will speak through both children and young people as well as adults. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. There's no junior Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, You can do absolutely everything at any age. I strongly believe that. And of course, we have to uh, encourage our children and, um, and, and mentor them, which we'll look at in a little bit. But I massively believe that we can hear through children. So why did God speak through Samuel? Wouldn't it have been easier for God to just have gone directly to Eli? Well, actually, he did. He did a chapter before God had spoke to Eli. But why did he go then and speak to Samuel? Well, if, if we read on in the scriptures, we'll, we'll, we'll hear, and it says uh, in verse uh, 19 um, that, that Samuel started to receive more from the words, and none of the words that Samuel received fell to the ground. In fact, this was the start of Samuel's prophetic calling on his life. And I wonder whether one of the reasons God spoke through Samuel 
was because Samuel was in a place where he was willing to listen. He was in God's presence. He was in the temple. You know, it says that he was lying down. And it also says that he remained laying, laying, lying down until the morning. Question for children today. Children, do you believe that God can speak to you? Because he can. He can. So Samuel hears a voice, but he doesn't recognize that that voice is God at the start. He assumes it's Eli calling. Now, I don't know about you, but if you were fast asleep and suddenly you heard an audible voice wake you, you're going to assume it's somebody else in the house, especially if they say your name. You're not going to think, it is the Lord. I'm going to go down on my knees and pray and listen to the Lord. You're going to assume. And quite rightly, Samuel assumes it's Eli. Now, it says that Eli, his eyes were weak. So it may not have been that unusual at that point for Eli to have shouted out Samuel's name. So Samuel assumed it was Eli calling out to him. It wouldn't have been unusual. And then in verse 5, we see what I believe is one of the miracles of the Bible. Let's read it together. Verse 5. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. A almost teenage boy got up in the middle of the night and ran to Eli. That is a miracle, people, right here before us. What we actually see at this point is Samuel, he doesn't recognize the voice of God. And as I've read, he three times he has to go to Eli. Three times he goes to his uh, spiritual mentor, the adult, someone that's further on in their journey with God. What an encouragement it is for us adults this morning, how much we need to be encouraging our children and our young people that God does speak and can speak. And what was Eli's idea to help a younger person, a child? It says in verse 8, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And Samuel goes and listens. He doesn't question it. He just goes and he listens. And in verse 8, he says, um, sorry, a little bit later on, uh, in verse 10, he says, speak, for your servant is listening. He's copied what the mentor has said to him. He's listened and he's learned and he's gone off and done it. But a challenge for us as a church, you know, are we doing that ourselves? It's very easy to say, this is what you should do, now go and do it. But actually, are we doing that for ourselves? Are we saying, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening? At any age, we can say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Or are we saying the opposite? Are we saying, listen, your servant is speaking? And by Eli helping Samuel discern God's voice, God gave Samuel a really tough message. You know, it wasn't an easy one. It wasn't, go and tell Eli, I really love him. Okay, off you go. It was a really tough message. And it was the similar one, kind of like a shortened version of the one that God had given to Eli in 1 Samuel 2, 27. You know, God can profoundly speak through children. We need to be teaching them to hear his voice. You know, and we can learn so much from them. I'm just going to ask uh, Rachel, if that's okay, to come up. Rachel shared with me a few weeks ago an amazing, amazing testimony, which I thought was really relevant for now. So, Rachel. 
Um, some of you might have read this if you're on the Facebook group, but for those of you that aren't, um, a few weeks ago in the year two, three group, we were looking at harvest and talking about sharing. What do we have that we can share with other people? What do we have too much of that actually we could really easily give away? And one of the children said blood. And we were talking about, yeah, you know, when you're older, you, you could be a blood donor. And one of the other children responded with, that's just like what Jesus did on the cross. Jesus shared his blood. And it really got me that... They understand like so much more than we think that they can understand. And they're listening to everything that we say. And they, like, they grasp that in a completely different way to the way that we grasp it. So it's a real encouragement that you, you need to listen to what they're saying because actually it challenged me and it has stuck with me for about three or four weeks now and it's just kept going over and over in my head. But actually that we need to share with them the goodness of God because they, they hear it and they understand it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Thank you. We're going to uh, look a little bit about how do we listen to God. Like, it's easy to say you need to be listening to God, but how do you actually listen to God? And what can we learn from 1 Samuel 3 about that? We'll look a little bit about that a little bit later on. Just for a few minutes, I just want to uh, look just quickly at how do we best listen to God? Hearing the voice of God. Earlier on, I asked the question, what are you like at listening to God? And what can we learn from this passage about hearing and recognising God's voice? Well, Louise just mentioned something before about uh, being still. Being still. And I believe that 1 Samuel 3, Samuel shows how important it is to be still. The first thing I want to look at, just quickly, is being where God speaks. Where was Samuel? It says in, 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 verse, uh, in verse 3, Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord. Samuel placed himself in the best place to hear from God. He was in the temple where God dwelt. And today, you know, through the Holy Spirit, God dwells in us. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16. But we still, you know, we still need to put ourselves in a place and a position where we can hear God most clearly. Now, for some, that will be in a really quiet space. You know, some people hear from God best in a really quiet space. I'm not one of those people. Actually, if I sit in a quiet space, I'm just like, oh, it's very quiet. You know, we all need to work out. Uh, We're all different, and we all need to work out where we listen best. Question for you, where do you listen best? And if for some, as I said, that could be a quiet space. For some, it could be going for a walk. For some, it could be um, sat in a traffic jam that you can hear from God best. For, for, but for me, it's actually uh, listening to music and reading my Bible while listening to music. You know, I'm not, I, as many people will know, I am not a musical person. Um, but God still speaks to me through music. A question for you. Finding your best way of listening to God What is your best way of hearing from God? Second, confirming that it's God's voice. If you notice that that in this passage, Samuel went to Eli three times. He went to Eli three times. He had to check it wasn't Eli three times. He thought it was. And in many cases, when God is speaking, not in all cases, but in many cases, in my experience, God tends to uh, confirm or reaffirm what he's speaking to us, maybe through other people, maybe during another time when you're spending time listening to God, he speaks again. 
you know, notice Samuel, he didn't recognize the voice of God at first. He needed to confirm uh, through Eli that it was God speaking. You know, and I just want to encourage you, when God is speaking to you, make sure that you confirm it. Confirm it through uh, his word. Confirm it through other people. Um, confirm it through maybe t- chatting to somebody, uh, a mentor type or a leader in the church. You know, compare it to, you know, is this something that is uh, right in scripture? Is this something that Jesus would have lived and something that Jesus would have said as well? Thirdly, learning the voice of God. I just want to tell you a quick story. Uh, a few, about a year ago or so, we were um, at a christening of a friend of myself and Rach. And we were just chatting to our friends. And suddenly, the mother suddenly heard a loud cry. Immediately, even though there was loads of children there, immediately she knew it was her son. We didn't have a clue it was her son. She immediately knew it was her son. Why? Because she spent time with her son. She knew the sound of her son. She knew what, she, what he sounded like. She, she knew when he was happy. She knew when, she, when he was sad. You know, recognizing God's voice, it comes by spending time with him. And the more time that we spend with him, the more we will start to recognize his voice. Um, Louise was saying before how intimate a relationship it is to be able to spend time with Jesus. Now, Eli... He knew the voice of God, and eventually he realized that it was God speaking. And as Samuel grew as well, that kind of dependence on other people kind of uh, minimized a little bit. You know, as he grew up and as he matured in his faith, he didn't always have to keep on checking who God was or whether it was God speaking. He started to learn to hear his voice. And then finally, um, responding in obedience. You know, I said earlier on, Samuel had a really tough message from the Lord. It wasn't an easy message to give. You know, it was one where he actually had to go to his spiritual mentor, Eli, with a difficult message. You know, it says in verse 14, God's judgment had fallen on Eli's family. And then it says that he was quite scared about giving this word. You know, I'm not surprised. It's not an easy thing to say. You know, Samuel, he could have just said, I'm not giving that. No way am I giving that. But actually, Eli encouraged him and said, whatever it is that the Lord said, speak it out. You know, imagine if Samuel just said, oh, I'm not saying that. I'm too scared to say it. Or imagine if Eli, as well, refused to accept what a child was saying to him. So just a question for us as we, as we finish, as we round up the service. How best do we listen to God? How are we encouraging our children and young people? How are we encouraging our friends and our family to listen to God? And also, are you a Samuel? Are you a Samuel? Because we need Samuels in our church. We need people who are actively listening to the voice of God, hearing the prophetic, hearing God speak today, and then responding in obedience to what God is saying. Are you a Samuel? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that your word is living and active. Lord, we thank you that we can have relationship with you. Lord, that's still today that you speak to us. 
that you lovingly correct us, that you bring us back into relationship with you. And Father, I just pray as we leave this place, Lord, that we will um, begin to really or continue to really clearly hear your voice in the everyday. Lord, as we look for those times, maybe if we're stuck in a traffic jam, Lord, or if we're um, queuing up in the shops, Lord, or if we're um, spending time just listening to worship music or reading your word, Lord, or whatever it may be, Lord, will you speak to us? And may we hear your voice. Amen.